Verse number seven. The Bible says there, and upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow and continue his speech until midnight. There were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together, and there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus being fallen into a deep sleep. As Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep, fell down from the third loft, and was taken up dead. Paul went down and fell on him, and embracing him, said, Trouble not yourselves. For his life is in him when he therefore was come up again and had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even until break of day. So he departed and they brought the young man alive and were not a little comforted. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for these guys being here. Thank you for your goodness to us, Lord. It's a blessing to be in your house, Lord. I pray you would help each guy individually with where they are, with uh, where they're struggling, where they need some help, Lord. I pray you would do that for each one in the room today. God, please give me the right words and thoughts of the Spirit to get this across. I pray you would be lifted up and honored. And God, we need you to do the work in our lives, Lord. Uh, I certainly can't do it. None of us can. But God, we know that you can. So please, we're asking you to work on each young guy's heart. And God, that you would change us to be more of what you want us to be <clears throat> and to be more like you as a result of it, Lord. Please help us to hear your voice through the preaching. Speak to each one individually and give us what we need, Lord. We love you and we thank you for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you, guys. All right. Give us a little air. So as I mentioned last week, this is an event that happens on Paul's third missionary journey. That's from the period of 56 AD to 58. So those two years, he was on his last missionary journey. He's in the city of Troas. And we talked about last week, he was preaching long, preaching hard, and the service went really late. And this guy, Eutychus, fell out the window and died. And then at the end of it, Paul um, raised him back to life. And we have this story. And, you know, we talked about last week. We would think, okay, well, yeah, the guy fell asleep, fell out the window, bam. It's pretty simple. But I think there's some lessons we can learn from this, guys. And the message that I started to you guys last week is this, falling out of church. How did this happen for this young man? And how does it happen for people nowadays? Guys, the devil is trying to get you out of church, okay? There's going to be distractions. There's going to be plenty of things that come your way, and he's trying to get you out of church. It's vital that you're faithful to church for your Christian life, for your spiritual life. So you got to be faithful and stuck and stick with it. I wish I didn't have this experience, guys, but when I talk about this subject, when I'm thinking about this, studying about this, People come to mind. People come to mind that over the years you see them start to drift and start to slip away and little by little their life is not on track anymore and now they're out of church and they're making horrible decisions. They're hurting their family. It's a bad situation. It never turns out good, guys. It never turns out good. I've seen a lot of people come through here and I've never seen those that do their own thing. Listen, after a while, I've never seen it turn out well for them because why do I say it like that? Anthony, when people first leave, they're always on Facebook, and I'm so happy and so free, and have all these fake smiles. You know, they got all this stuff going on. They're fake, and they say, "Yeah, I'm, I feel so liberated. I don't have these rules on top of me, and I'm living my dream." Jaden, you just give it some time. Yeah. You just give it some time, guys. After a while, those things disappear, and you hear about the real story. That starts to seep out, and you say, "Yep, yeah, mm -hmm. it always happens that way." Why? Because they've forsaken the Lord. Guys, you can't forsake God and expect it to work out well. Yeah. I can't do it and you can't do it. 
All right, it's not going to work out well. So falling out of church. There's a lot of young men falling out of church nowadays, guys. Mm -hmm. Hey, the devil wants you to be the next one. How does it happen? So we got into the first point last week. I think for Eutychus, this story that, first of all, he tuned out the preaching. So we into verse 9, says there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus being fallen into a deep sleep. That's our key right there, a deep sleep. Guys, he had been there a long time. Paul was preaching a long time. We get that. We understand what's going on in this story. But I think for a while, maybe he was struggling with it. Maybe he was fighting it. Maybe he was starting to doze off and then he would catch himself. No, I got to listen. I got to stay locked in. But at this point, it says he fell into a deep sleep. What that tells me, guys, there was a a point during this process where Eutychus said, you know what? Hang it. Forget it. I don't care anymore. I don't care what they say anymore. I don't care what Paul's preaching anymore. It may be helpful. It may be good. But, Chris, I'm just too tired and I care more about that than I do about what he's preaching. Hey guys, the same can happen to you. And guys, I don't want you to just get stuck in this, he's just getting on me because sometimes I get tired in class. Let's broaden it out. I'm not dealing with that, okay? Now, should you push through it? Yes, obviously. But that's, that's off the board now. Guys, can I tell you, in his mind, something else became more important. What was it for him? His tiredness, right? Hey, something else can become more important for you. And Aiden, guys can be in class every week and not fall asleep, but they can tune out of the preaching. Hey, guys, I don't know what it is. I've seen it, and it's amazing to me, especially when we have trips or conferences, big things. Kevin, guys walk in here, and they're pumped up. And that's cool. That's great. Wes, it's invariably like a week or two later that you can tell. It's like the switch has just been turned off. Hey guys, what's what's the deal? What's the difference? I'm not against the trip or the conference or whatever, but hold up, hold up, hold up. Is God only real for that one week during the summer? I mean, is that our problem? Is that it? No, we get focused on God for a week or for a few days and we get pumped up about it. And I'm all for that. That's good. But guys, can I tell you, God is the same all year long. God doesn't change. The Bible tells us Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever. He does not change. But you know what? Our interest level changes. Sometimes we're just not into it. He decided that something else was more important. Hey, guys, are you sitting in the room right now, but you're tuned out? What do I mean by letting God speak to you and having your heart open to it and your mind open to it? Is that you say, God, I need something from this. I need something from this. And it has nothing to do with me. It goes between you and God. And you say, God, I need something from this. And you're craving it and you hunger for it. And you say, God, speak to me today because I don't have everything figured out because I don't have it all set. I haven't arrived. I make mistakes every week. And God, I need to grow. I need to get stronger. I don't want to fall out of church. Guys, if you don't, then you're going to sometimes unconsciously, you're going to tune out and say, yeah, I don't need this anymore. Have you reached that level, guys? Do you not need the preaching anymore? Is this below you? Is this elementary? Is this, are you way past this now? I hope not. I hope not. I was thinking about it, and I'm not trying to go deeply into this, but I was thinking, why do people tune out the preaching? I think some people think they know it all already. I've arrived. I've been in this church, blah, 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 years. Well, great for you. Right? Guys, you can be in this church 30, 40, 50 years. Doesn't mean you know it all. And even if you've heard every message, guys, it doesn't mean we practice it all. Because don't we all mess up every week? Some people, they're proud. They think they know it all. Can I tell you, some people are distracted. Hey, guys, you may be in church, but the Bible is not the most important thing to you right now. You may be thinking about your friends. You may be thinking about a girl. You may be thinking about 
and I can't wait to get out of here so that I can get back to my job, I can make more money. Man, I can't wait for some other thing out in the world. Listen, can we have some other interest here and there? Yeah, but guys, especially when we're in here, that should be our focus. God, speak to me. God, talk to me. God, give me what I need from this. His priority shifted at some point. He made the decision that his tiredness was more important than the truth. Hey, guys, how about you? How about you? It's good. All right? Is something, has something else become more important? Some people, um, they think they know it all. Some people get distracted. Can I tell you, some people, that they've given in to doubt. The devil's been speaking to them, and they're doubting it now. So instead of accepting it as truth, they're thinking, is that really true? I got a challenge for you. If you're wondering if it's really true or not, get in there and find out. Yeah. What did the people in Acts do? They searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Paul went to this church of Thessalonica and he said, When I preached to them, they received the word not as the word of man, but as it truly is the word of God. And when you take it as the word of God, guys, you take it with that much importance. At the end of the verse, it says, which effectually worketh in you. Chris, what that means is it activates God's power in your life. Mm. Hey, guys, you want to see God do something in your life? Start taking his, his word as his word. Start regarding it as the truth. Hey, guys, you're going to have things this week that you're going to face at school, at home, with your friends, with your family, in your neighborhood. Can I tell you the Bible has all the answers to it? Amen. But, Kevin, a lot of times we don't regard it as that important. Yep. I mean, we know that at church, you know, you know. When I go to church, I know they're going to talk about it. I know that's going to be the topic. I know they're going to say, turn here, turn there, look at this, look at that. But in your mind, it's not that important. It's not that valuable. Guys, this is God's perfect word. This is God's preserved word. Listen, he gave it for us to have a good life. He gave it for us to be saved, number one, but for us to live according to what he wants. Mm -hmm. So why do we disregard it? Somewhere along the line, Eutychus tuned out the preaching. Maybe he listened for a time, but somewhere along the line, I'm just too too tired. I'm just going to give in to that. And forget the rest of the world. And forget what he's saying right now. And guys, he tuned it out. Guys, has that happened to you? That's a dangerous thing, guys. That can happen in this class. That can happen in main church. That can happen in your life. You can go through weeks. You can go through months. You can even go through years time frame where you think, I don't need this. I'm good. I got it. And guys, you tune it out. I'm not saying I know everything. I'm not saying any preacher you hear knows everything. But guys, they're opening the Bible. You tell me you got it all figured out already? You telling me you all got it down and, and, and we live it all perfectly? Come on now. There needs to be some hum- humility to say, I need this. I need you to help me here, God. Hey, guys, let's ask God if we have tuned out to tune us back in and to get us uh, 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 listening and cognizant again, saying, God, I need something from you because it comes from him. Hey, guys, have you tuned out to preaching? Mm-hmm. Have you tuned out to preaching? Have you got somewhere where you say, yeah, 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 I hear what you're saying, but I, I really don't care about it that much. Something else is more important in my life. Something else takes the priority in my life. All right. So Eutychus fell, fell out of church. How did it happen? He tuned out to preaching. He fell into a deep sleep. Point number two I want to give you, not only did he tune out the preaching, he had a troublesome placement. Verse number nine, he had a troublesome placement. There sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus. That's not a good place to sit, right? When he was choosing where to sit that day, he did not make a good choice because it was a dangerous spot that he was in. 
He sat in a window. Guys, he goes to church, he's like, mm, yeah, let me sit here. This is good. I like this. <laughs> That's not a good spot. I, I really don't know why he did. Maybe, my, I guess the most reasonable thing I can come up with, maybe it was packed. Yeah. You know, maybe it was packed out. All the seats were taken care of. I don't know. But we know what happened to him. Sitting on the floor would have been, uh, sitting on, yeah, sitting on the floor would have been safer than sitting in the window, right? But he said, no, I'm going to sit here. You know what I relate it to, guys? Some guys play with sin. Yeah. We tell them, that's dangerous. Stay away from there. Don't go near there. But you know what? I can do it. I got this. Eden, I got this. I, this is my spot, man. I like this spot. I got the fresh air. I can still hear. I get away from all the crowd. I don't have to sit next to this guy. Excuse me, excuse me. I need to go to the bathroom. No, I'm good. I like it here. Hey, guys. It was a troublesome placement. Hey, guys. I, my first sub-point under this, the caution should be obvious. Yeah. I mean, Wes, if you choose to sit on the windowsill that day, it should be obvious in your mind. Okay, if I'm going to sit there, uh, I better be careful. That should be obvious. No one should have to tell you that. It's like, you know, years back, McDonald's got sued because somebody spilled coffee and it was hot. So because of all that, they had to go way out of their way and be stupid. It, it used to be, I don't know if it still is, but you buy a hot coffee at McDonald's and it says, says hot about 300 times on the cup. <laughs> that should be obvious. But we live in the day and age, people are just trying to get money, right? So they sue them, they get a, a bunch of money. Guys, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Do you know her? No, <laughs> he's like that's that's my grandma. No, no, very nice lady. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Listen, caution should be obvious. Listen, you buy a hot coffee, you should realize if I spill this, this is gonna hurt. You know, you're not gonna be like, oh, I was not expecting that. No, come on, like how are you, how are you even functioning as a human being? Like, come on, that's obvious. It's gonna hurt you. Hey guys, it should have been obvious. All right, I'm gonna sit on the windowsill. Okay, you better be careful. Hey guys, guys, guys. The costume should be obvious. And he chose the outer limits. He chose to sit there. Guys, he knew that he was setting close to danger. And there was a chosen distance. I don't think it ever entered into Eutychus's mind that he might fall out the window. <laughs> Until it actually happened, of course. Right? Hey guys, guys. Can I tell you, sometimes people don't want to be in the center of things. They want to be on the outer edges. And it's like they choose to do that. Now, there's different reasons, but sometimes people choose to do that because they don't want to be responsible. They don't want to have that on them. They don't want to be in the center of things. Hey, guys, when it comes to God, when it comes to church, when it comes to the will of God, get in the middle of that thing. Don't be on the outer edges. Yeah. Don't, just, don't just be way back like, well, everybody else is getting right with God. But... I don't know. I like doing my own thing. What are we talking about? Get in the middle of this thing. I don't know why he had to be on the outer edges. Like I said, maybe it was crowded. But can I tell you, being next to, to, to somebody else in the middle of the crowd is a lot safer than sitting next to this thing. The troublesome placement. Some guys play around with danger. They're playing with fire. Hey, guys, how many times do we have to say it? Every week it seems like, what do we get on? Hey, guys, your music? Some of you think you can play with it, though. Mm. No, Brother Tom. I, I know every week they bang on it. I know every week we deal with it. Every week you talk about the TV shows we, deal, we watch. And every week you talk about TikTok. And every week you talk about girls. And every... But 
I got this. It, I'm comfortable here. I like it. I can handle it. Now, now, maybe for some of these other guys in the room, they can't handle it, but, but I got it down. Guys, that's not wise to think like that. The troublesome placement. He sat in a window. He's playing with fire. He, he needs to be cautious, but he chose to be out there. And guys, he was not cautious at all. Guys, as I said, I think he's sitting there, Kevin. He's probably fighting it for a while. I mean, hello, if you're over here, guys, sitting down and you start to notice, you know, like we said, he went through all the fake moves, like he's praying and reading his Bible and he's over there. <laughs> I think at that point he should have been like, you know what? I can't handle this. Yeah. I can't handle this, dude. I'm in a dangerous spot and I'm drifting here. I'm nodding off. Every two seconds, Paul gets into another illustration. And I'm like, <laughs> hello, wake up. Guys, he's not getting it. Mm -hmm. So he was careless, a careless omission. Guys, he didn't care. He, was, he wasn't cautious. He wasn't being safe. You almost wish an usher would have came by and be like, Eutychus, you need to move. But I like it here, you know? Dude, you're falling asleep. Do you not realize where you're sitting? This is dangerous. Hey, guys, listen. You can't keep playing around with the wicked worldly music and think, it doesn't affect me. You are lying to yourself. Yeah. You know how many times, anytime... Uh, Invariably, anytime I've talked to guys about their music problem, Kevin, you know what they say? It doesn't affect me. Wow. <laughs> They're lying to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They're delusional. Guys, you can't hear pounded into your mind all the time the threefold theme of wicked music, sex, drugs, rebellion. That pounded into your mind all the time and it not affect your life. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? You've bought into the devil's lie that it doesn't affect you. <laughs> the careless omission. They're not safe. You know what Eutychus is thinking? No, no, I, okay, Ethan, I, I've dozed off a little bit. I'm, I'm tired. I, I'll admit that. I'm tired. As we're all standing around like, duh, you know? Obviously, you're tired. He said, okay, I've nodded off a little bit, but I got it from here on. I'm fine. You know what a lot of guys think? I can play with the wrong music. I can play with the flirtatious girls. As, as long as, Kevin, when the spiritual people around the church are around, then I turn the, the smile on. I'm okay. Uh, who says? Yeah. Who says, guys? God's watching you all the time. Yeah. Right. And God knows what's going on in your brain. God knows what you're doing when the spiritual people aren't around. But you're playing with fire. You're sitting in the window saying, no, I got this. Guys, that's dangerous. Yeah. He said, no, I'm okay. I can do it. I can do it. I know you think I can't, but I can do it. The careless omission. And then, guys, here's one of my big issues with this. He was, I call it the comfortable obliviousness. Guys, this dude is sitting in a dangerous spot, but he's asleep. And as I said, I don't think, my personal opinion, I don't think the first time Jaden, he fell asleep, then whew, there he goes. I think, as I said, he's probably fighting it. He's probably doing whatever he can, you know, you start tapping your leg and you, <laughs> you got to come up with stuff to keep yourself awake, right? Keep yourself moving. You know, you write down notes, even though you don't care what was said, you're just like, oh, that was good. You don't even know what they talked about. You know, the Bible is true. I need to write that down. <laughs> God is God. That's a good statement. You know, he's trying to stay into it, but guys, he keeps playing with it. He keeps playing with it. Hey guys, what in your life should have been gone a long time ago, but you've stayed with it? 
Oh, I know my attitude toward my parents is not good, but I'm going to still hold on to it. Watch it. One of these days, you might realize when it's too late, you've already fell out the window. You've already had the danger overtake you. But this guy's comfortable in it. Guys, he is, like I said, okay, so he's been fighting it. I don't want to sit there because they got all the pencil sharpening stuff and my pants will never be the same, all right? So I keep sitting on this side. He's sitting on the window. He's probably been fighting it for a while. But guys, he's comfortable there. He didn't get the message that, okay, this is not good. I'm in a dangerous spot and I'm drowsy. I'm like in and out of this, you know? <laughs> guys, you ever, you ever tired reading your Bible? And, you know, you're in like some small book like Philemon. And it's like 20 verses, but it's taking you like three hours to get through it. Yeah. You're just, you know, you wake up and you're still on the same verse. And you're like, what does that mean? Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and you're gone again. And then you wake up and you lie to yourself that you're still meditating on it. You're like, no, I really want to get down deep. In it. No, you want to get down deep into sleep. Like, <laughs> come on, be real with yourself. But after he's nodding off and playing around with it, he stayed there. And guys, this says he fell into a deep sleep. You know what bothers me, guys, when someone's in a very dangerous position, but they're comfortable in it? <clears throat> Just to keep you guys awake, all right? Go back. We're coming back to Acts 20, but go to Jonah, back in the Old Testament. If you can find Matthew, then go back, Malachi. Keep going. Hopefully, you'll intersect with Jonah one day, all right? If you don't, just, like I say, look intelligently on the page you're on. Jonah chapter 1, if you can find it. Guys, I'm talking about he was comfortable here in a dangerous spot. You know what he's thinking? Nothing's going to happen. I'm okay. I mean, he felt comfortable enough to fall into a deep sleep. Jonah chapter 1, hopefully you're there. Um, Jonah chapter 1, verse number 5. This astounds me, all right? We'll get to this. Jonah 1, 5 says, Then the mariners, that's the other guys on the ship, the, the professional um, sailors, then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone out into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. Now, what's going on in this context? This is when God kicked up the storm. Jonah's running from God, going the opposite direction. God said, oh, you want to do that? Well, let me let me brew up a little, uh, little storm for you. And it started getting uh, very stormy out there, guys. Very dangerous. And these professional sailors, what does it say? Were afraid. They were freaked out. They were scared to death. I mean, you know, guys, it's a problem if when somebody that does that all the time, Jaden, gets really worried about something, yeah. then what is that a signal of? I need to be worried. You know, if you're if you ever get on an airliner and you're flying somewhere and then the the pilot comes on the radio, comes on the intercom system and says, uh, excuse me, folks, I know you are enjoying your beverages right now, but please pay attention. Just have this message for you. Freak out. I, I would be very worried because this guy does it all the time. Hey, guys, if somebody is in something. Uh, some position that they do all the time, but they're really worried about it, then I should be worried about it. Guys, these are professional sailors. They're freaked out. They're worried. They're throwing stuff off the ship so that they lighten it, so that they can get it under control a little bit. And what is Jonah doing? 
says he's down in the, in the sides of the ship. He lay in his fast asleep. Again, dude's knocked out. Dude's gone. When you're, when you're deep into sleep, guys, that's when somebody can shake you and they're still, you know, you're over there. Uh, hold on, mom. You know, it's like, okay, I'm not your mom. That's kind of weird, you know. When somebody's really knocked out, it takes a while to get them out of that. Yeah. It says he's fast asleep. Guys, he's in rebellion against God. Comfortable about it. Some of you have been listening to the wicked music for a long time, and you say, nothing's going to happen. I'm fine. I, I'm comfortable here. Guys, the last place you need to be comfortable is a place that's dangerous, in a place that's rebelling against God. That's not where you should be comfortable. That's where you should be worried. You can go back to Acts chapter 20. Listen, he's sitting in a window. Hello, that's dangerous. And he's over there, and it says he's in a deep sleep. He gave up on the fight. He gave up on the battle. He tuned out the preaching, and he said, I'm good. I've got a comfortable spot here. And he fell into a deep sleep, and he had a troublesome placement. Guys, can I tell you, if you are comfortable, listen, guys, listen, I don't care. What I'm trying to say is I don't care how long you've been in that sin. It's still a sin, and it's dangerous. Get away from it. Hey, guys, just because you've been flirting and, and touching and messing around with wicked girls for a long time doesn't make it okay. Yeah. You say, well, God didn't strike me dead. Well, he probably should have, number one, but he's being merciful to you right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't abuse that mercy. Yeah. Get right. Use that mercy to get right, not to keep going farther and farther and farther. But some guys want to do that. Hey, guys, can I tell you, wake up. Hey, if you today are playing with sin, and you're, you're right on the edge there, and you're comfortable in it. Wake up! It's not okay. Guys, it's not okay for you to tune out the preaching, to fall into a deep sleep, and to be sitting in a window, right? We all get that. Well, in our Christian lives, it's not okay for you not to listen anymore because you think you don't need it, and it's not okay for you to be on the edge of sin and say, oh, I'm good. Nothing's happened yet. But you're still on the cliff. You're yeah. still right on the edge. Yeah. It's not okay. He tuned out the preaching. He had a troublesome placement. Point number three. There was a teetering predicament. What does teetering mean? He's, he's going back and forth. He's trying to balance on the edge. Hey, guys, can I tell you this? Why did Eutychus fall out the window, right? He fell asleep. He tuned out the preaching. He was sitting on the windowsill. Not a good place to be, right? And, guys, you playing around with sin is not a safe place to be. And then you know what happened? Why did he fall out? Like physics-wise, why did he fall out? He was more out than in. Simple, right? He was more out than in. Guys, at some point, I don't know how it all happened, but at some point he's sitting down here. I guess he's like leaning back. You ever, you ever fall asleep in the car? <laughs> this happens with, our, with Troy sometimes. You fall asleep in the car seat and your head goes up and your mouth opens. You're like, and then you wake up and you have this dry mouth. You're like, <clears throat> you know, like what happened? <laughs> I don't know if that happened to you, the kids. I'm not sure. But guys, he's sitting in the window. Can I tell you, eventually what happened? His balance was off. Mm -hmm. Guys, and he started leaning back. Dude is more out than he is in. He's out the window. Guys, the teetering predicament. He was more out than in. So like we said, he was lingering with this, right? Guys, he's lingering there. I think, as I said, maybe as he... Uh, wakes himself up, he's, he's fighting it, he's struggling, but he's waking himself up, then after a while he needs to say, I need to get away from here, this is not safe. Especially with me being this tired. But guys, what happened? He was leaning. 
he was leaning. I mean, come on, dude. You're sitting here, and you notice one time you wake yourself up. That was close. Okay, then get away. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, how many close calls do you have to have before you get away from sin? It's good. How many times do you have to scare yourself? Man, I almost got, I almost got in major trouble. Well, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get in major trouble. Yeah. yeah. Man, we are almost in a bad situation. Well, get away from it. Right. But he lingered there. He stayed there. No, I can handle it. That's what he thought. I can handle it. I, I know I'm tired, Aiden. I know that. It's been a long day. And I know I'm sitting in a dangerous spot, but I, I can do this. I can do this. I'm skilled like that. I can do this. And guys, he was leaning. He was on the verge. Guys, listen, listen, listen. Right? Just naturally. If I have something on the edge here and I keep pushing, right? Right there. If I push anymore, it's on the floor. Guys, guys, guys. Here it is. Some of you are leaning your your leaning uh, out of church more than you're into church. And I'm not just talking about attendance, although that's a big deal. Kevin, let's just be honest about it because this is the reality. For some guys, they miss church a whole lot more than they ever come to church. And then on those days that they actually do show up to church, they're tuned out. They're thinking about who knows what. They're not thinking about the Bible. Hey, guys, how far are we going to go with this? How far are you going to lean out? I mean, you, you barely come to church sometimes. For some guys, you say you're talking to other people that aren't here. Well, they need to be here. And I can't control whether they're here or not, right? But while you're here, guys, are you tuned out? Well, let's push it a little farther. Hey, my son does this, right? He, he's, he has something on his little tray there on his high chair. And he pushes it like Troy. And you're like, <laughs> it's going to fall. And then when it falls, he has the classic... <laughs> I'm like, you can't reach that. That's my job to pick it up, and I don't want to, because you're going to do the exact same thing again. Right? Well, guys, how far are we going to push this? Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, some of you are in a teetering predicament. You've tuned out the preaching. You're in a troublesome placement. You are, you are playing with fire. Yeah. Hey, guys, don't mess with sin. I don't care what it is. If it's lust, get away from it. Well, Kevin, sometimes when I get on the Internet, you know, I get on some stuff. So get away from it. Yep. Yeah. Do you really have to be playing on the edge forever? Right. No, I can handle it. I, I, I. Come on, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I can take care of this. Yeah, and one slip and you're messed up. Yeah. Mm. And he's got a teetering predicament. Guys, he's lingering and he's leaning. He's more out than he was in. Eventually, guys, more of his weight was out. More of his weight was out than it was in, and that's why he fell. Hey, guys, where are you right now? Hey, hey, let's be real about it. Do you have more friends in the church than out of church? Uh. Or your close friends? Let's deal with that. Because I'm not talking about number necessarily. Where are you more invested? Where are you more invested? In church or out of church? How far can we go with this? Oh, I don't want to break this box. This thing has helped us. But I mean, come on, let's, let's play the game. How far can I go? Hey, guys, this is a stupid game to play. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody comes in here and, and slams the door, that thing's falling. If I get all hyped up and bam, that's falling, right? Guys, why would I play that game? Some of you are playing the same game with your life. And can I tell you, it's a lot more valuable than this thing. A teetering predicament. He's lingering. He's leaning. He's on the verge. He's on the edge. And eventually, he's going to leave. He's going to fall out. Guys, what I think this is dealing with, this idea is the intake of good and evil. What does the Bible tell us? Guys, I'm almost done. I will uh, pick up the pace here. We're almost done, truly. 
Well, what does the Bible tell us about good and evil? You know what it says? Get this. A lot of you need this right now. In Romans 16, 19, it says this. We should be uh, wise concerning that which is good. We should know what the truth is. Jaden, we should know a lot about the Bible, a lot about what God wants us uh, to learn and, and, and what he's revealed to us. We should know. We should be wise in that. Hey, guys, you know, sometimes people, you're just a Bible nerd. Uh, is that bad? No, that's a good thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I know the most important thing in all the world. Let me be ashamed of that. No, I'm not going to be ashamed of that. Right? It's important that we know what the Bible says. But on the contrary of that, it says we should be simple concerning evil. You know what that means? We should be dumb concerning what is wrong. Hey, guys, guys, guys. It almost annoys me. Some Christians know so much about wicked, worldly people. It's like, hello? What's going on here? Some stupid celebrity. Right? Did you hear about her? She cheated on him. And then she went here. And then she got with him. And then she cheated on him. And now she's with this guy. And you've got, you've got the details. And I'm like, who are you even talking about? Hey, guys, why do we have to know that stuff? Yeah. And, then, and then we get to a story in the Bible and you're like, yeah, I'm not really familiar with that. Because you're taking up all your brain space with stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. With nonsense. Guys, why do we need to know about this stuff? Hey, hey, do you really? Should it really be in your mind the, the wicked lyrics to some rap song? Should it be? You're playing on the edge. Oh, it won't affect me. Yes, it will. Yep. Hey guys, I'm not I'm not beating up anybody, but do you know more Bible or, or wicked musics? Wicked uh, lyrics. Hey guys, what's your intake as good and evil? Are you simple concerning? Hey, I'm okay. Listen, guys. And I'm not saying you, if you know any actor's name or actress's name, you're wicked, ungodly, how dare you, all right? Maybe no one or two. No, I'm kidding. But I don't think you need to know everybody and every detail of their life. Most of them are wicked people in real life. Can we agree with that? Yeah. Kevin, most of the athletes, they're wicked people in real life. Yeah. I don't want to know anything about them in real life. They're on the court or on the field. That's different. Fine. They... They, they run, they jump, they shoot, they catch, whatever. They're good at that. But I'm not trying to be like, so how do you do life, LeBron? I could care less what, how he does life. He's an unsaved man. Yep. Somewhere Thomas is shaking right now. <laughs> the intake of good and evil. Hey, guys, what do you take, take in more of, the cussing or the commands of God? Do you see more explicit scenes throughout the week or are you around godly examples? Good. Guys, come on, come on, come on. Listen, I'm not, I'm not busting you up, but are you in the Bible more or are you watching filthy shows? Mm-hmm. Are you memorizing the commandments of God or are you hearing cussing on movies this week? What is it? Good. You say, well, yeah, this is really simple. I know, and this is where a lot of us struggle. Because you know what we do? There goes my glasses. They were more out than they were in, all right? <laughs> Listen, I can, I can do the game, brother Tom. Hey, guys. When a major problem hits your life, which way do you think you're going to fall? Mm-hmm. There I go. It happened. <laughs> Prove it. All right. Guys, do you really think it's going to fall the right way? Mm-hmm. And you know what some people say? No, though, Tom. When, when life gets hard, dude, I'm just going to dive back into the, into the center <laughs> of the church. I'm going to have revival in my life. No, you're going to have a fall. Yeah. Because what have you been preparing for the whole time? Hey, guys, like the message we preach, make not provision for the flesh. That's yeah. what it's talking about. Hey, 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 guys, if I've been clicking on junk, if I've been listening to wicked music that pounds about adultery and fornication into my mind all the time. Kevin, I watch filthy movies, TikTok with girls shaking themselves around, all this kind of stuff. 
When I'm, when I'm with a young lady by myself, do you really think I'm going to have a Bible study? <laughs> Come on now. Huh. Some of us, we lie to ourselves. No, dude, when trouble comes in my life, center of God's will. That doesn't happen that way. Yep. You fall. You mess your life up. You hurt yourself and those around you. Guys, are you more into the debauchery of this world or are you about making a difference in others' lives? Guys, have you spent more time this past week on TikTok or on giving out tracks? That's good. Both on. These are so simple and so stupid. No, it's about being more uh, out or more in, more in or more out. Where are you? Where are you? Hey guys, I don't know about you. If I don't want to drop something, Ethan, if my job is not to drop this box, I'm setting it right here. Because I don't have to worry about either side. It's right here. I'm good. Guys, but a lot of us, we play this game. Let's not, let's not do this, guys. All right. Let me finish this up. So we've had the, he tuned out the preaching, troublesome placement. He's setting in a window, and he's got the teetering predicament. Guys, you know what Eutychus is doing? He's trying to do this. Let me just play this game, and that's what some of you are trying to do. Yeah. Kevin, as a teenager, I'm going to play this game. I'm not going to live for God because that's just weird, but I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to try to play with, with as much sin as possible, Tim, but right before I get burnt, I'm going to pull back. You can't do that. You know, try to, try to stand on the railroad tracks as long as possible, and when that train is right in front of your face, it doesn't work that way, guys. Yeah comes a lot faster at you than you think. Yeah. Yeah. And can I tell you, life comes a lot faster at you than you think. You can't play this game. Hey, guys, where are you? Are you? Is that your life right now? Some of you think, I can do both. I can do both, Brother Tom. I'm on the windowsill. I, I can do this. You can't do it for long. Stop playing the game. Get in the center of God's will. Stop playing. Stop teetering on the edge. Point number four, the tragic perishing. All right? At the end of verse number nine, and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. Guys, he kept trying to play that game, and some guys try to play that game spiritually. What happens? A tragic perishing. The eventual fall. Guys, as I keep saying, you keep playing that game long enough. No, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Hey, guys, <laughs> some of you think you're in the circus. I can, I can walk the tightrope. You can't for long. Yeah. You can't for long. And the slightest thing hits your life. You're going to fall. And you're not, as I've been saying, you're not going to fall in the right direction. You're going to fall in the wrong direction. The eventual fall. You know what the Bible says in Proverbs 29? It says, he that being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. You know what it means? He's been told over and over, this is what's right. You need to get right. Come on, man. And he's, there's correction. There's reproof in his life. Trying to get him right. Trying to get him back off track. And he resists it. What happens? Eventually, he's destroyed. Mm. Guys, the eventual fall. Listen, guys, you can't keep playing with that mu wicked music. It's going to take you down eventually. You can't keep flirting with those cheap girls. Eventually, it's going to take you down. Well, I got some friends, and, and I know they're not good for me, but come on, come on. Is it that big a deal? You're trying to play on the edge. Stop doing it. You give yourself no margin of error. The eventual fall. And guys, what does it say? He fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. Can I tell you there was an eventual fall? If you keep doing that, guys, logically, you keep playing in the windowsill, falling asleep, eventually it's not going to turn out so well. Yeah. Yep. And the same thing applies to us. And not only the eventual fall, it was exceedingly far. Guys, it says they were on the third loft, the third level. <laughs> now, I don't plan on doing it. But if I did have some crazy notion jump in my mind, 
That's right, Tim. I'm supposed to do it with him. Right? If I did decide to jump out this window, it's about, what, 10 feet, 8, 10 feet, I would probably be okay. <laughs> My feet might be sore, right? I might have a little knee trouble or whatever, but it's not going to be anything major. Guys, you go third story, that's what, 30 feet close to it? That's a different story. Yeah. Guys, can I tell you the stakes are high for your life? And can I tell you this? I'm not saying it's not important for kids or for teenagers. Obviously it is. That's why I'm teach, preaching this to you guys now. But can I tell you, the older you get, the stakes get higher and higher and higher. Hey, guys, if you're struggling with clicking on stuff now, you know what my big encouragement to you is? Take care of it now. Yeah. Yep. Take care of it now. Get it fixed now. Whoever it is in the room, don't let it linger in your life. Don't keep playing that. Because one day... A woman's going to trust you and she's going to be your wife. She's going to trust you to be a godly man. And if you have that wickedness, because that's what it is, heart, uh, um, covered in your heart and hidden in your heart, guys, not only when that comes out will it destroy you, it will destroy her too. Yeah. Can I tell you the stakes get higher? Mm -hmm. There might be, as I preached on a couple weeks ago, there might be a, a little baby that opens her eyes and you are their dad one day. Guys, if, if you are harboring this stuff in your life, if you're holding on to wickedness in your life, one day, if you do wrong, it'll destroy you, your wife, and your kids. Can I tell you, the stakes get higher the older you get. And guys, the stakes are high now. Don't think, oh, I can mess up now. It's only 10 feet. If I, if I mess up now, I can get right back up. Hey, guys, can I remind you of a couple things that, about the stakes being high in your life? You have a great potential for God. You can ruin that with a fall right now. You have the perfect will of God. God has the perfect will for you. You know what that means? He's got Anthony's life planned out. He's got everything that Anthony truly needs in his life already set out in the future. But Anthony, you got to live right so that you can meet up with that. If you fall now, guys, if you mess up your life now, God has a perfect will, which is his best for us. But can I tell you... I guess we would call it a secondary will. I don't know if that's the right term. But God can allow certain things, but it's not truly what he wants for us. Yeah. Yep. Can I tell you, I think a lot of people get to the secondary will. They get to the permissive will of God. They don't reach the perfect will of God. I don't know about you. I want to get the best yep. that God has for me. Guys, you can mess that up now. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you mess it up? Tune out the preaching. I don't need this. This is for little kids. I don't need this. I'm above this. I think I can sit in the window. I think I can play with sin. I think I can teeter on the edge. I mean, George, they've always told me. They've always told me in church, if you mess with that sin, uh, judgment's going to come down. But, I, I, dude, I'm doing it right now. Look, nothing's happening. I can do it. Guys, you know if I let go of this box, it's in the floor. Yeah. And, guys, some of your lives, that's how you are. <laughs> Guys, you keep stacking this stuff. Wicked girls, wicked music, TV shows. You keep stacking all the weight on this side. Guys, it's simple physics. One day or another, one half an ounce more, bam, there goes your life. Yep. Why are we playing that game? Yeah. And there will be a tragic perishing. Guys, he fell from the third law. The stakes are high. Guys, the stakes are high in your life. Don't mess your life up. And the excruciating fatality. I know we know the end of this story, but don't forget, he died. Yeah. He died. Now we get to the end, so yeah, yeah, but forget that. He did actually die. So we can't minimize this and say it's not a big deal. It was a big deal. His life was gone. 
over. Point number five and last, the tremendous power. Now, God used Paul, the apostle here, to raise him back to life. And praise God for that. We thank God for that. Let me give you this, first of all, though, underneath this. Can I just say logically? Guys, let me ask you this. You know the answer to this. Can God restore anybody that's fallen out of church and messed their life up? Yes. Yes. Now, practically, does it happen a lot? It doesn't. So this is why I emphasize this, because I don't want to tell, you know, sometimes when we preach to teenagers, we tell them, you know, guys, it doesn't matter what you do. God will take you back. And is that true? Yes. yes. But we need to realize, we can't be so flippant about it. Yeah. You know, Kevin, if you go outside and shoot someone in the face and murder them, will God forgive you? Yes, but you still, still shouldn't do it. Right? <laughs> like, come on, let's be honest. Yeah. Some of you guys are like, oh, cool, man. <laughs> like, no, that's not what we need to be doing. There you go. Man. There you go. <laughs> that's not what you need to be doing. Listen, will God take us back? Yes, but guys, can I tell you, don't blow it in the first time. In the first chance, don't do it now. Listen, let's not skip to the end. You know, that's what we want to do in the story. Well, this guy was falling asleep, fell out the window, and then he was raised from the dead. Yes, did that happen in the story? It did. But let's not forget, he did actually die. And that's serious. Can God restore anyone that's fallen out? Absolutely. But many don't come back. And that's very sad. It's logical, guys. Uh, Let me give you these couple of things. I'll get you out of here. Verse number 10, and Paul went down and fell on him, embracing him, said, trouble not yourselves for his life is in him. So Paul, I mean, he had to stop the service for this, Kevin. You know, sometimes there's disturbances in class and you're like, I hope nobody else saw that. Everybody saw it. You know, Paul's preaching and the Bible says, and the whole crowd just screams and he's like, what did I say? No, it had nothing to do with what you said. This dude fell out the window. They're all like, ah! He's like, calm down, calm down. It was just a joke. No, no, it's not because of what you said. This dude fell out. Can I tell you, though, guys, it says, and Paul went down. You notice that? Guys, you know what verse 10 does not say? And the whole church went down to Utica. Does it say that? No, Paul went down. Now, why? Why? Guys, you know what the Bible says? Galatians 6.1. If any of you be overtaken at a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. What does that mean? That means the leader should go and deal with it. Those that are spiritual. Those that are spiritual. Guys, because you know what happens? You know what happens? People say, um, dude, this guy's been hanging out in the clubs. He's been, he's been uh, messing around with all kinds of wickedness. You know what, Kevin? I'm going to go save him. I'm going to go on a rescue mission. But I'm weak myself. And I go and I fall in with him. Guys, that's what happens a lot of times. Yep. Hey, guys, by the way, and teenagers know all these secrets. All the adults are like, what? I never heard of that. All the teenagers know. Can I tell you, maybe you need to... Uh, Tell that guy to tell a leader, or if he won't do that, tell a leader yourself. Because sometimes you play with some dangerous stuff, yeah. and the, the spiritual people have no clue about it. Yeah. Paul went down himself and dealt with the problem. He didn't say, why don't the whole church just jump out the window and we'll help you? to get No, that's not going to help you, because that's just going to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, listen, maybe that's on your heart today. You know some secret, but you're keeping it a secret. You know what you're doing? You're facilitating that guy's sin. Mm-hmm. Well, Ethan, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to put him out there. I don't want to report him. I don't want to be a tattletale, but you know, I know he's been clicking on. Well, why haven't you told anybody? Why haven't you given him some help? The leader went down. 
Uh, one more reference about this. I won't have you turn. Luke 15, 4. You remember the story? Uh, um, Tim, you preached on this last week. Um, the, the lost sheep, right? The guy has the flock of 100 sheep. One of them gets lost. He leaves the 99 in the wilderness so they can graze and do all that stuff. He goes out himself. Now, Wes, why didn't he take the whole 99 with him? He's like, let's all look for your brother's sheep. You know, <laughs> Let's get out there and find, find where he is and bring him back in. Can I tell you? Because a lot more of the 99 are going to get lost. Because it's a treacherous place he's in. Guys, am I saying you shouldn't care for your friend? No, pray for them and help them. But, guys, if it's something serious, talk to the leadership about it. I mean it. I mean it. Sometimes, sometimes we do, Eutychus, are you down there? Well, let me lean out and try to help you. You're going to fall, too. Yeah. You're gonna, you, I'm going to dip into the same stuff. I know he's been messing with the wrong girl, so I'm going to get in that same friend group, and I'm going to try to reach him. You know what's going to happen? He's going to reach you. Yeah. They're going to reach you and pull you in. Guys, don't play those games. All right, I got to hurry up. The leader went down. He lovingly reached out. It says he embraced him. Guys, when we get down there and someone is in a bad state, you know what we don't need to do? Slap them around. Yeah. He did not need to get down on top of Eutychus and say, you idiot! Why were you standing so close to the window? Dumb, 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 dumb. Can I tell you, that would not have helped him. And that's sometimes what we do. Dude, you've been missing church for a year. Are you an idiot? That doesn't help anybody. He lovingly embraced him. Guys, it says he embraced him and said, trouble not yourselves. He's talking to the people <laughs> in the church. He's not talking to Eutychus. He's dead. All right? He says, trouble not yourselves. His life is in it. He's saying, don't worry about it. He's going to come back to life. He lovingly reached out, and the life was restored by the power of God. Guys, he raised him back to life. Yeah. At the end of verse, or verse number 12, they brought the young man alive and they were not a little comforted. Guys, life was restored by the power of God. Can I tell you, only God can do that. But guys, here's the lesson today. Are you on the edge of falling out of church? How does it happen? Tune out the preaching. Be close to danger, but think you can handle it. See how much weight you can stack right on the edge there. See how much you can lean over without falling. It's a dumb game to play. Hey, guys, if I go to the Grand Canyon, I'm not going to be reaching out and saying, I'm going to see how close I can get to falling without falling. It's not, it's not very smart. Like some guys play with the candle. I'm going to see how close I can get to it without getting burned. You can do that if you want, buddy, but I like my ten fingers. You know, that's just me. The lesson is, are you on the edge of falling out of church? Guys, it happens all the time. Are you on the edge? I hope not. Because a lot of people are falling out of church. This is how it happens. This is how it happens. I hope you, it won't be you that happens to you next. Let's.